0: That's the Podcast Coach for September 10th, 2022. Let's get ready
1: to podcast.
0: There it is. It's that music that means, hi. Hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com and joining me right over there. Is uh, Do you have a Christmas sweater on already? It looks like it, doesn't it does. It does, yeah.
1: yeah the- it's a little chilly here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's from the Red Cross. It's when I give blood, you know, they give away T-shirts.
0: The, uh, that's the one and only Jim Cullison from the TheAverageGuy.tv. But uh, before we get to, to questions, um, since it is chilly there, we need to warm up Jim. So we're going to yeah. get him some, uh, some coffee there. And that fun-filled coffee, I actually brought something today to, uh, to share we're going to look at bad artwork today because our sponsor is Mark over at PodcastBranding.co. And I love this one. Uh, there's a picture of just a pair of sneakers. That's it. That's your album artwork. Not a good first impression. Somebody took a picture of what looks to be a paint-by-number of uh, number 52 on the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Ray Lewis. So there's just it. this is not how you want to make your first impression. You want to go over to Mark, and he is going to sit down with you and really find out what your show's about, what your vibe is, and make sure that your artwork matches the whole um, brand of your show. And so you don't want to look like these guys. You want to go over again to podcastbranding.co. And this could be your artwork. It could be your website. It could be a league magnet. Anything that you want to look good, we'll just go over to podcastbranding.co. Bonus, Mark's Canadian, and he's polite, and he's going to take care of you. He's an award-winning graphic artist. Check him out, podcastbranding.co.
1: Always oh, so good on a chilly morning. All is on its way, although I think it'll be warm by the, by the end of the week. Big thanks to our friend Dan LeFebvre over there based on a true story podcast.com. He has a couple new episodes out. A Dolmite is my name is available out there. If you are looking for something new to listen to and something interesting, head out to based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for supporting the show.
0: Yeah. The, um, I watched the Elvis movie on HBO and uh, that was, that was well done. I'll be interested to see how much of that again was, was you know true or whatever and this is interesting daniel j lewis from the audacity the podcast coming back in september uh dave and jim are stereo offset today dave is slightly right and jim is slightly left that's probably our political leads too (laughs) well what's interesting is that would be observation as far as i know i have not touched the pan and uh in the roadcaster uh, Kim is waiting in the wings, though. Kim, what's your question? Welcome aboard.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. I came to you a couple weeks ago and said, So I've got to do this redirect thing, and you scared the crap out of me. Gentlemen. Okay. It was so simple. Ah. That I couldn't believe it. I spent more time chatting <laughs> with. Mike Dell about yeah. changing my email address at Blueberry than I spent doing this process, yeah. which was a great investment of time as far as I was concerned.
0: There so you go.
2: don't scare us so much. And there's this plugin well, called redirection that makes it real, really
0: simple. easy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the key. And the, the, the reason we scare people though, is if you, if you had a typo, you, you lose your audience. So it it's, it's not yeah. that it's not hard. It's just that's you now totally get why I say whatever you do, don't multitask while you do that.
2: Yeah, but it, the the whole process took me less than 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's
2: and so it's cut and paste. That way you can avoid the right. typos.
1: Bingo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. So, I'm,
0: I'm well, glad congrats. to
2: hear.
1: So. Congrats on getting it done. We'd rather scare you and have you do it right than say, ah, yeah, piece of cake. And then you. Call us back and are like, hey, okay. that was way harder than you told us.
2: So, so it's a self protective mechanism to keep me from coming in punching yeah. you in the face, yes. right? Okay. <laughs> exactly. I got it now.
0: That'd be it. Awesome. All right. Anything else, Kim?
2: Nope.
1: All,
0: All right. right. Thanks, Thanks for, for the thinking. update. Right. Good to we
1: see go. you. You bet. Have a great Saturday.
0: DR has won something called Pod Lottery. I believe the new name for that is Spotify. Uh, <laughs> They give out hundreds of million dollars about every six weeks to somebody. I have never heard of that. I did find, uh, which leads me to, uh, I I have notes over here. I I keep finding new things that I'm like, wait, what is that? And this is one that I kind of go, let me share my screen here. The website, if you're listening to this in the car, it'll be in the show notes, is called PodFollow. And there are, this is one of those kind of like link tree looking things, but it's kind of cool. So if I go here and I'll type in ask the podcast, come on. There we go. So if I click on this, it's going to ask me. So I now get a link, but here's kind of what it does, which is, I think this is, I know this is shocking, Jim. The, uh, the answer to a podcast question almost always is. It depends. It depends. Right. So here, the good news is I can give them this link. Now, I would not give out podfollow.com slash seven six seven six five five eight six four. I would say ask the com slash follow so that i still have my own brand in there. But what it's going to do is it's going to send people on an iOS device to Apple Podcasts, on an Android device to Google Podcasts, and on a desktop, they're going to send them to your website, which sounds all cool. And you can do things like I can share episodes because it looks at your feed in theory. So the whole thing is, and if you share it on social, it will make a pretty picture for it and things like that. So it sounds kind of cool. And I'm not sure what stats they get, unless it's how many times people clicked on this. But I just, to me, when I see, Hey, I can send people to Apple podcasts and they'll automatically go on an iPhone to, you know, if I, I give them this one link and if they're on an iPhone, they go to Apple podcasts and I'm like, Okay, I get that if your audience is really new to podcasting, but, you know, if you send that to me, I'm going to be like, oh, holy cow, hold on, what's your feed? I need to put this into Overcast because that's what I use. If you do that to Elsie Escobar, she's going to be like, hold on a second, what's your feed? I need to put this into Castro. So I get that Apple Podcast is the top dog in in the whole app listening world and that whole nine yards, but there's just a part of me that like, why don't you just do this on your website? You know, and if you use my podcast reviews, which is what you'll see on the School of Podcasting, um, I've actually got a link there at the top that will do this exact same thing. So again, it reinforces my brand. Uh, If people link to it on my site, it boosts my SEO, uh, that type of thing. So I just thought I don't hate this idea. I'm just like, I would just do it on my own website and then have a link there to Google, Apple spotify and amazon which again still doesn't address the whole overcast thing which is in the top 10 but if you put all top 10 in the top 10 then your your follow page becomes a giant mess even with uh daniel's cool plugin, i wouldn't put that many options on my my thing
1: do you get the feeling sometimes we're i think we said this before that we're solving problems that don't exist mm-hmm. like and not everything that can be done always should be done. And listen, I don't want to, I don't know, to poo-poo the, the idea if it's a good one on this. I, I don't particularly understand what they're trying to do here, but it, it, it does feel like, I mean, getting back to this pod lottery site, I just went out and checked it out. Oh. And really it's, it's just an app. It's iPhone only. It allows you to go out, you set up an account, you listen to, for shows you listen to, you get picks. And then when you, you submit these 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 picks every day and if your pick is a winner then your podcast well they'll they'll get a review for your podcast right and it just it sounds like a way of just getting people in an ecosystem where podcasts are getting listened to and you get rewards for that and then you get this lottery opportunity to get a review the whole payoff on this thing is you get this review and they say we we look at all the reviews that go in through the api to make sure they're actual real reviews sure <laughs> some of those kinds of things, but it—it's it's, the whole purpose is just to get reviews, right? And and uh, listen, get nothing wrong with getting and asking for reviews, right? Social proof, some of those kinds of things. Well,
0: but, that's my question: Are the reviews in
1: the Pod Lottery app, or are they? Oh, they, they go to. I think eventually they make their way through the API and onto Apple. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of great show. Love the host will be the yeah, review. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> wouldn't, I would, well, okay. Not not to be cynical, but I will for just a second. It's a great play for an advertising for on the app. So I create this app where I create a need for people to be on it all the time. So yeah, Dave, I, you and I use overcast or you might use pocket cast. I forget what you use.
0: I use overcast. And then I've been playing with pod hive or pod Podverse. Which
1: so Marco does a great job of attracting people, that's his name, right? To yeah. uh to Overcast. And there's advertisements on there and that kind of that kind of works, right? Well, Pod Lottery, I mean, yeah, the once you figured out the API bit of it, of getting reviews in there, then their job is just to get as many people on the app as possible. And just saying, come to my app because it's great now doesn't work because there's a ton of great apps. So you've got to create this draw of the potential. To, and those are in air quotes. If you're listening to the the audio, <laughs> the potential to get to win the lottery and get these, uh, the, you know, they may be good. You never know, but these reviews. So I bet this is more of an advertising play for the app than it is a review play for podcasters. So there you go. Yeah, you are. That would be my that would be my overview of Pod Lottery. And and Daniel
0: says there is no such API to push reviews no, in Apple Podcast. Say.
1: That's what they say in their in their in their FAQ. I forget um, the there's another one that I was
0: kind of bummed about cuz it was like here's, you know, your show is listed in our directory. Click here to claim your show. And then I was like, all right, let's see what this is. And you log in and it's a media host. And it's right. like click here to, you know, it, it was really like it was like one step above Acast cuz Acast doesn't pretend they're trying to get you as a media host, they're very blatant about it. Leave your media host and join us. And this was like, Oh, it sounds like another directory. You click on it. And it was like, here, click here. And we will transfer your show. Like here's your RSS feed. We already know it. Cause that's how we got your email address and we'll transfer it into whatever it was. And I was just like, wow, that was, it's, it's just aggressive and slightly, uh, if you want to get on my dark side, just lie to me. Just, just lie because you don't have to you really don't have to you can say anything negative about me I would rather have negative feedback than honest or, or, or something that sounds positive but it's a lie I'm like just just tell me the truth so um, so
1: Daniel in chat says and this is this is a good this is a little, probably a little nerdier than it needs to be yeah but all the, 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 they, they they say through access to apples API the pod lottery system automatically conducts regular audits of each review so they're they're re, they're auditing the review so it sounds like you leave the reviews through Apple and then they're, they're scraping the reviews to make sure they're getting the, however they're doing that guys. So uh, it's neither here nor there. You're leaving a review. They say they're checking it. And uh, it, again, it sounds like a little bit of a, it, you know what it reminds me of?
0: This is, we're going to dust off a lot of cobwebs on this and a lot of people go, but Jim, you'll remember. <laughs> do you remember web rings?
1: Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. Web yeah. rings you'd put some code oh, yeah. on your website and you'd have this thing at the bottom to be like this show is part of we should bring those is pod ring available uh somewhere <laughs> it's like yeah you know, where it would be like this is part of the such and such um I think one mine was for musicians and it would have a link and you could just say next and it would take you to the next website and then next and you could just go through this little everybody had the code at the bottom of their page and you could just go to a next, next. So it was like yeah. a little uh uh, network kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So support the ring, right? Yeah. Support the ring. Listen, this may be a great idea. I'm just saying, uh, the, the pod lottery concept is really designed to get people to stay on the app. Yeah. And, and the reviews are the benefit or a benefit side benefit of it as opposed to it really, is know, it, it's just it's, a great idea to get people and get to engage in your app. You have to go through the app to get these, these picks. And that keeps you in the app. And then if you can start serving advertising through the app, you're in pretty good shape. It's a nice, no cost option to get people to come over to your app.
0: And it's available only on the iPhone. I see. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense because they're doing the whole, what you call it, review I don't thing. not work on, on
1: Android. It's probably coming. The, 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 coming the, soon. The iPhone one is, you know, I've seen a lot of developers do this. They'll start on, on the on the iOS platform to start with, and and then move over to Android from there.
0: Steven asked, uh, "Does Podpage support working as a URL shortener?" It sure does. Hence, ask the dot com slash join. Ask the podcastcoach dot com askthepodcastcoach.com/, slash um, live. And uh, if you'd like to learn Podpage, go over to learnpodpage.com. dot com. That's my affiliate link, and you can see how that is. It's under websites. They call them pretty redirects. So they're not calling them pretty links. It's pretty redirects, uh, but I use them every Saturday. That's one they of the things that's for you too. Do they keep, they
1: keep stats on pop page for those links?
0: What they do. No, they don't. I wish they did. That would be cool. Um, Cause that's why I use um, rebrandly because it, it does things. Rebrandly is a cool, it's kind of like bitly, but I use rebrandly and that's another one. If I wanted to, I could make my own link and say, if somebody's on an iPhone, send them to this link. If they're on an Android, send them to that link. So it's a pretty cool service that I use. And I, the only reason I used it was at the time, if you made a bitly link and then later, like let's say it's an affiliate link and all of a sudden the company that you were referring people to goes out of business or they don't carry the product anymore, there was no way to go in and change the source uh, link that you were sending people to. So you couldn't update your affiliate link. And so then I found Rebrandly, who was basically at a page that said, hey, tired of uh, not being able to change links in Bitly, we let you do that. And so I signed up for them and then literally like two months later, Bitly changed their, their policy and you can now change that. But I've been with them for a while. So that's uh, the the way it works. Ken is saying my app was a bust. My ego fulfillment, then effective use of my. Oh, well, wow. I should have read this before I put this on the screen. <laughs> What is he saying? What is he saying? Um, when you say your app, my ego fulfillment. So he, the cool news is, is what he's saying is, look, I got an app, but it didn't work. I think that depends on who your audience is, right? I mean, I know Glenn had great success with the Horse Radio Network, awesome supporter Glenn Hebert, uh, and said, um, he said because horse people didn't understand, you know, uh, they had to download Apple Podcasts or whatever, he goes, but they understood how to download an app. And so I still, I will probably say I get four, if that, a month. I have an app for the School of Podcasting through Libsyn, and I do not promote it at all. It's just called Podcasting Tips. And when you download it, you get the School of Podcasting. And, uh, you know, so I don't promote it. And still, four people are downloading it because they found it in the App Store. It was like, oh, what? The, what is this? And so they downloaded it and
1: uh, go to town. I, I did the app through Spreaker a while the iphone 99 nine dollar. i think it was i think it was 100 bucks a year for for each app iphone and android and i got some usage out of it uh, eventually it kind of it it the numbers just kind of faded off as more people moved at least my listeners moved to other um you know other apps whatever and when i killed them i got no feedback mm. nobody's like hey where's the app So I was like, okay, good call. I was ready to bring it back, Dave. If if something, you know, turn it back on. If a bunch of people were like, hey, wait, you know, but killed it. I got no feedback. Saved me two hundred dollars a year, and uh, and it was a good, you know, it was a good good option. You know, depending upon what you're doing, an app might be very applicable. Yeah, might might be might be a good choice. So, and in the
0: process of, it's interesting because I'll be in a. Facebook group or editor, something leads to that, which leads to this, which leads to that. I found um, the guy from Pod Inbox, and it's killing me because I can't remember what his pot is. Something like the Podcast Growth Show or Grow Your Podcast Show or Grove Show, something. Anyway, he was interviewing a person I know whose name is escaping Sonny Galt. And Sonny, he said, is the founder of the Podcast Network Alliance. And I was like, Podcast Network Alliance, because that sounds a little bit like the kind of Podcast Academy kind of thing. Or are not. Pod, yeah. Is that the name of the? Yeah. And so I looked it up and I thought, hmm, because I know there are some people that have. Uh, we have our, our awesome supporter. He has the uh, the whole history of sports network. Arnie, the football dude, has a network. And so it turns out there's the podcast network Alliance and it's a whole thing where it sounds like a bunch of network pe- people with networks get together. So I looked at it and of course the first person, well, that's their, um, uh, wait a minute, somewhere down, here we go. They're members. And of course there's Glenn right there in the upper right hand corner. Um, I have not heard of many of these Soundadvice.fm, the bar podcast network podcast network, Asia kind of cool, but I know there's like an Asian kind of network. There's the like people of color network, I've seen that. And I was like, oh, I bet people don't know this exists. And so if you're running a network, it doesn't look like they're, and there's Sunny. She's uh, the person I know. She also works for um, Zencaster. And uh, so these are the people behind it. And I was like, I did not know. But when I click on join, I don't think that, at least from what I saw, I don't see where it costs anything. You know, so at the bottom where it says, how did you hear about us? Put Dave Jackson you know, put, ask the podcast coach, Jim Collison. But I was just like, huh, didn't know this. So that's, there's a lot of that I think that goes on where I'm constantly running into stuff. Like I'm always hearing about podcast events that I would have gladly promoted, except like I'm not, a, like we talk about Felix in the Latin podcast awards, because I know about them. But I don't know if they just think, well, he's not a person of color, or he's not a female, or he's not whatever. And um I was like, okay, but I, I would gladly, cause there are people of all shapes and sizes that listen to all my shows. I'm like, I'd be happy to promote them. So if you have something going on, um, you know, let me know. So have you run
1: any, anything that you kind of go, but I didn't know that exist or. Well, there's always a challenge in, start, like in, in knowing everything, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That is, there's so many things going on um, in, in the challenges and, you know, w- w- even when we create networking apps or ways to stay networked or whatever, then we get a whole bunch of those. And then it's like, okay, which one of those do I, you know, I'm in discord for a bunch of crypto stuff and I follow a whole bunch of different crypto groups and I've still so many, I can't keep up. So you start then eliminating the ones you're not, you're not a part of because you're like a, and then things go on in those, and you don't know, so it's it's certainly a challenge. I think we're in that you know we're in that phase in podcasting right now where it's popular enough there's probably more services, more offerings, just like this pod lottery we were talking about that are popping up that we can then we can keep track of the the goal they're trying to solve uh, is is trying to bring podcasters together and get them reviews, and then create a community around it so but there's a couple apps like that that are out there. Which ones do I do? You know? Yeah. It's well, and as you, you said, Oh, uh, they
0: are, you know, pod lottery is brought to you by pod match and podcast SOP. So when I saw that one, I was like, wait a minute, podcast SOP that, that might be a little stepping on my toes here.
1: Oh, there you go. You've never heard of them before.
0: Um, uh, I actually have, because I know the guy who runs it, which is this guy's really nice. He runs pod match. And I forget his name. I should know it, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, it's the the pod match guy." Yeah. yeah, and SOP is standard operating procedure, not um, that's cool. Podcast. But this looks like keep track of upcoming episodes. This is like um, a podcast. The thing I'm using over here, Podcast Studio Pro, um, where I can put in my ideas and drag them into episodes. It sounds like it, at least. Yeah. Um, so, but speaking of that, you can see the the next thing. I was like, "Oh, we could talk about this." Um, Jennifer in a Facebook group somewhere said a word of caution as you uh where to spend your advertising dollars. That's actually my question of the month kind of is I'm asking a lot of people are promoting their shows on other shows and my question is have you ever actually gone to listen to a show after hearing their promo on another show? Cuz we're all spending money. My question is okay, yeah, but is it working? And in the case of Jennifer, she says I'm new to podbean and I just launched a new podcast using their hosting service. It's a paranormal podcast and I paid $200 to place a trailer for it in front of targeted categories that would fit my audience. Well, Podbean placed my trailer in front of a sex podcast, which is a whole new kind of paranormal in that way. Maybe you're, you're having sex with ghosts or something. I don't know. That's a weird one. Uh, Okay. I'm flexible enough that if it was a sex advice podcast or something, whatever, but this was an ASMR podcast, which I only know every time I see that, I don't know exactly what it stands for, but I just know it's something like mouth noises, like that kind of thing. Um, Basically audio porn, Uh, nothing against sex, but this is not my target audience. Would you pay $200 for this? And they're telling me they can't give me a refund where it is placed is out of their control. That's not a good thing you want to hear when you're talking about ad placement. You don't want to hear, Oh, round and round and round it goes. That would be bad. So Um. So that's, I know Buzzsprout just, I've been listening to the Buzzcast and they now, cause when I tried my audio advertisement with the Buzzcast thing, it used whatever categories were in your feed. So like you're going in, in my case, it was technology and I think business. And now they have in the same way that the podcaster can say yes or no to having your spot on their show, you get to say yes or no. If they can run your spot on their show, because I don't want my you know podcasting show run on a sports podcast, that doesn't make any sense. So it's it's going to be tricky to see how this all you know lines up and things like that. So um, yeah,
1: well it, in it, getting that categorization of it right is I think it's a harder problem than we think, and it just takes a little bit of work. I understand the no refund policy because those ads have been served and have been heard by people. The miscategorization of it, I, I guess I'd, I'd want to know, you know, in a lot of these advertising, you can check off what or ch- turn on whatever, whatever you want or don't want. Right. And I, I'm kind of wondering, I've never been through Podbean's pod advertising thing. Uh, if it was checked that I didn't want it and it was served, I should probably get my money back. Right. I mean, that's that's the service. If it's if the, the option isn't there, and I guess this is a warning to podcasters, if you're buying advertising on a site that doesn't give you some granularity of where they're being delivered, then it's the lottery. <laughs> you're, then it's, you know, and, and you, you, you may not want to advertise there if you don't have some, some kind of control. I know Spreaker's got a whole list of categories that say, hey, this and that and that. You know, I can't have my business podcast. I could never have a business podcast show up on one of those. You know, in yeah. one of those, yeah. I'd be fired. Right. So, you, so caveat, MTOR, right. I think if you're buying advertising, making sure, make sure you get the granularity to select where it goes. Then make sure there's some kind of resolution like, hey, if it's misserved, you know, wh- what are you going to do about that? So, right. I think sometimes we go into these advertising relationships, you know, and just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go check, check, check. We're off. And they, they probably do. You probably do need to check the terms of service just to make sure.
0: Yeah. That's uh there was that whole thing where Spotify had a, a problem with that and they had alcohol ads on shows about sobriety and they're like, yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah. So you have to be yeah. careful with that.
1: Well, I mean, um, imagine in the, the political climate or in today, and how that could go wrong yeah. and how ads for certain sides of things could go wrong on certain podcasts. So yeah. Just be, just be, I guess the, the word to the wise is just be really, really careful and make sure you, this may be an area where you actually want to read the terms of service. Yeah. No, nobody does that, but that may be something you want to, you want to understand before you, you go off and do that. And remember too, that if you are
0: doing ads, I'm experimenting now with uh, advertising in pod news and realize that there is the advertisement that makes people click. So that's, that's part one. And then the other thing is where you're sending them to, like, if you go, well, you know, 10 people clicked on it, but nobody ordered anything. Well, okay. So you got people to click. So maybe that ad is okay. That's in appearing in the newsletter, maybe you need to work on your landing page. And then there are other times if you go, "Uh, nobody even clicked on it. All right. Well, what were the words that you put into the newsletter? That's a whole, that's a whole ball of wax. So you have to really kind of think through and, and think about it. But Gary says, in terms of, I was asking, you know, we're all running ads. Is anybody actually finding new shows through this? And Gary says, yeah, he says, I've gone to podcasts after hearing ads for shows on other shows. Well, that's, that's an example of why people are doing this. If you get your promo in front of the right audience and you've written a good, you know, some sort of ad to, to get people to click, well, people like Gary will click. So, Gary, you need to go to uh, ask, the or not ask, but uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and uh, upload that answer. And, of course, be sure to mention your show and your website. I did learn a lesson. I'm, I, this week's episode on the School of Podcasting is going to be here are like probably five or six things I've I've done recently that didn't work. And one was, um, I started having, I I asked my audience, like, what is your question? What would you ask for the question of the month? If, if this was your show and somebody sent in a question that looking back at it, I really appreciate that they sent in the question, but I should have reworded it, but I wanted to use their voice and they just didn't voice the question very well to where people, it was the first one I I had one reply and I was like, dude, that kind of tanked. And I had somebody give me feedback that said, eh, it wasn't really the the most clearly um, worded question. I think people were confused. And the other thing I did is I changed my page to go right to, oh, man, Rumble Studio. So people could just click and record. Well, my audience, filled with podcasters, often used the button that said click here to upload, and it would upload it to a a Dropbox or media file folder, so it was just one of those like hey, anytime you play with something, it could go better or it, it could go worse. So, um, you know, you never know, but it, you, you try stuff and it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, um, I still don't know what ASMR stands for, but, um, uh, DR said a guest on my boomer side hustle lounge was a the ASMR grandpa, 48,000 followers on YouTube. It felt like the <laughs> the longest interview of my life. He talked very slow. So um, yeah, if you are looking for the whole podcast movement, Ben Shapiro talk, I'm not going to do that live. And the reason for that is it's a lightning rod. It makes it, people are very, very passionate about it. If you want to hear me talk about it, go to the end of the school of podcasting. Uh, There will be a, not this week, um, which is one of the things that I've learned is sometimes you need to do a little more research than you think thought you did and uh but I will be redoing that but I did that people said they really appreciated the fact that a I admitted this is not about podcasting it's not about growing your audience and I put it at the very end and then I put a disclaimer I'm like look if talking about c in the past old dave would say gender new dave says identities so these are the things I'm I'm learning but we, we this is just not the place for it so I appreciate that and that's uh we had the same stance uh last week as well just not something that uh it, it just riles people up for whatever it, in, thing.
1: In, let's be clear. I asked not to like, yeah. I was just like, let's not do, do that. So that's so a little bit of it was just me asking not to do it.
0: The other thing I, I realized last week when I was listening to um the, the episode is I asked this question and then in true Dave Jackson fashion, uh, took a tangent. What are the three biggest things that will make you choose not to listen to a podcast? um, somebody in a Facebook group said they were researching this for a client. And I asked this and then started talking and we never actually answered the question. So Jim, what are the things that make you tune out?
1: Things that make me tune out of a podcast when I'm listening? Is that the,
0: yeah, that's, it's kind of a, a speaking of we're, you know, maybe not the best worded question. What are Dude. the three biggest things that will make you choose not to listen to a podcast?
1: Oh, really bad audio. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's, that's easy. Number one if I feel embarrassed for the host in the first 30 seconds, you know, now I haven't heard one of those in a long time. So I think we've gotten better overall, but you know, somebody who comes on and it's, they're uncomfortable. You know, I don't, that makes me uncomfortable uh, when those kinds of things happen. So those are, those are two big ones for me, or it, you know, some just starts screaming into the microphone from the very beginning. Now I, I, I do like when you start this show, when you say the word live, Mm. you put a whole bunch of emphasis, you know, ah, Mm. I I can't do it. You get that rock and roll (laughs) David Lee Roth thing going on when you do that. Not every week, but you do it. I like that. But someone screaming into the mic. Yeah, that's, that's not a, for me. Sports guys. What is it with sports that we have to say, taking
0: the eye on this week, the Browns will be trying to, you know, like, okay. I know. We had a guy on our local news, the sports guy, would just, you know, we're going to send it over to so-and-so. All right, well, this week at the diamond, and they're like, okay, I, you know, you have a microphone in front of you. You don't need to
1: scream. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, you know, we do this with headphones on. If we're not getting enough audio back into our headphones and we're talking, we our volume goes up. Our, also, our tone goes up a little bit, too, because you're pushing. Yeah, You don't know what you sound like, so you're pushing your audio hard. I wonder, n- not in all cases, but wonder how many podcasters are recording and not truly hearing their full fidelity back into their ears so they understand what they're going out, how, what their audio is like going out. Then it's even more scary when you think, how many don't know they're actually doing that? Mm. <laughs> like, how many don't know... Like, let me give you an example. So if you have this mic and it's plugged in via USB and you're listening on the output of it through the, the microphone jack on the back, yeah. you are not getting full fidelity. It's kind of this muffled, you can kind of hear yourself, but you can't. I mean, it's not very good. I see a lot of people do that. Do they know they're not getting, do they think that's great sound? And they are like, no, that's not the full, that's not really what you sound like going out to the internet. So I wonder sometimes if people just don't quite get all the way there with equipment and they, they don't know they're, they're shouting into their microphone. And listen, I don't hear a lot of those anymore. Right. (laughs) So it's not, you just, we asked the question, what would make me not if I hit play and they were like, you know, crazy on the mic, Eh, maybe like, okay, what's the next one?
0: Yeah. Well that, and now, you know, the whole 30 seconds at Apple, You know, it's like they have that big listen button. And if the first thing is a really long ad, unless your name's Joe Rogan, uh, I'm not going to sit through that. Uh, That's one of the things I love about Overcast. I have Overcast start. Conan O'Brien needs a friend at the seven-minute mark because I want to hear him do his chit-chat with his, hey, I'm going to make fun of all my staff and make them feel like crap, you know, which sometimes I get it, but I don't get it. But uh, I I like Conan O'Brien, but his beginning is just, I never go, man, that was a great seven minutes of audio. I'm just like, I really just tuned in to hear him talk to, you know, whatever, James Taylor or Billie Eilish or whoever. Um, Kyle says, uh, up, down, down, up, down, up, volume. yeah, that is, that is a podcast death sentence. If you have to, if you make me adjust the volume, especially with an interview where you're, you're really quiet. And then the guest comes on, you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. And then um, Dan asks, is the question to stop listening to an episode or stop listening to a show? I'm subscribed for a long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. What's going to make you unsubscribe? I think we've talked about this. People tune in and out of your show, you know, on a, in some cases, regular basis. They get tired of, you know, when you've listened to three ACDC albums in a row, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm ready for something different, you know, and then you come over and you listen to whatever, and then you're like, you know, I could use a little ACDC right now because you know what you're going to get. And I think it's the same way with uh with. Pi. I haven't listened to Radio Lab in a long time because they used to do. It was it's kind of weird, but they they got into really kind of weird sciencey stuff. Like I remember once they did one on football that was really it was around the Super Bowl and it was really cool and the, like things that I could. But then they got into like the mating habits of some blue starfish. Thing that I was like, okay, it's a good it's,
1: episode. I like
0: that. One. <laughs> it was interesting, but it the, it,
1: it the wasn't blue blooded uh, that that helps with the with with uh, vaccines and stuff. That was that was that's that's that was that one. But Dave, I listen, I I have, I'm also a big Radiolab fan, but they have been doing a lot of repeats. So they come mm. in and are like, hey, we thought this episode that we did four years ago would be good today, and that's okay. But they do, they're doing it a lot, and mm. I'm like. Where's the new content in this? And well, I just don't feel like I think there's been a change. You know, Chad and, and Robert Krolich are now gone. And, you know, Robert retired and Chad's moved on to something else. And they, those were the creators of the show. And this may be, you know, we think about podcasting of, or selling your podcast or have somebody else taking over your podcast. They have two new hosts and they're great. Lulu's great. I mean, they do a great job, um, uh, but it's different. Yeah, you know, it's different. Well, that, that brings up Heather from,
0: I want to say Osgood, but that doesn't say. yeah, it is Heather Osgood, has, and I'm not sure what the website is. I know it's, it's Podbroker, and it's where I've done a show for, I don't know, 405 episodes, and you're ready to move on. Instead of just letting the show die, you basically go over there, fill out a form, and they kind of try to assess what it's worth, and then you sell it. But that's the the question is, you know, like, okay, Jim and I decide we're done, we're going to tap out, you know, and we go over to ask the podcast coach and we go to sell it to somebody else. Is somebody, it's weird. It's like when you were saying with the uh, Radio Lab, they're fine hosts, but that relationship you had with the other people, it kind of has to transfer. And to transfer, they have to do something to earn your trust, I guess, in a way. And that that might be a you know a, a bigger jump than you you think it is. It hasn't worked very well in music, you know, the the Motley oh. Crue thing. The, although there is the Van Halen, Van Halen. yeah, Van, Van Halen Halen's the the exception. <laughs>
1: Journey has did it for a while.
0: Yeah. And actually that, well, (laughs) well, here's the thing. That guy has been in the band longer than Steve Perry has now, but in terms of radio success, no, no, but they're,
1: they're they're playing all, listen, they go to concerts. There's no new stuff that people are going new journey. They're going play the old stuff, right? That's, that's there. So it's probably a bad example, but yeah, I mean, changing hosts is hard and sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. I don't, I don't think there's a recipe for it either. I don't like, why, let's just go back to the music for a second. Why did Van Halen work? We don't know for the most part. I mean, it, Sammy Hagar could have come in and those could have not been accepted for what they were. I mean, the, the, the audience, the, the previous Van Halen audience had to be okay with not having David Lee Roth at that point. There's a lot of podcasts. So we, if we use Radio Lab now as an example, where, you know, Robert and, and, and Chad had done it for such a long time together. And had such a chemistry together, and then Robert retired, and and, and Chad went somewhere else, and Lulu and Loftiff have come in and and filled that void. I think it maybe it's going to take some time, right? Yeah. And are they willing to? And this may be why we're hearing back episodes is to give them some time to produce some more content with them together. So it's a it's you got to work hard at it. And know, it would be interesting to look at their numbers uh, of Radio Lab and say. How have you guys done during the transition, and and what's been the struggle? And are you seeing a drop off on listeners? You know, that'd be it'd be. I don't think they say they tell us. Yeah,
0: but it'd be we're, interesting to know. <laughs> we're we're losing people and you know, pallets of listeners every week. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well, they, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not.
0: Yeah. Well, probably what's going to happen is they'll lose some listeners because they're like, oh, I, I want Chad back, and then new people will find it and they'll tell their friends and you know, it'll end up going up just as high, if not higher. Uh, Dan says about Heather, she's from true native media. Thank you. Uh, which is his ad agency. Um, the podcast broker, she teamed up with some cool people, Gordon Firemark. So I think he's now trademarked the podcast lawyer. I think he's now officially, that's his is thing. James Cridlin everywhere. Like he is.
1: It's <laughs> the most recognizable name in podcasting. James Cridlin. He is. He's uh Well and and I just if you listen to see
0: I listened to his newsletter, which I should read it more and a lot of and all he's really doing is give me a little bit of the story and hoping I will go subscribe to the newsletter, which I did, and then read the full story there. But this week he was in Malaysia and I forget where he was on Friday, but it was someplace that wasn't Australia, which is where he's from. And uh it was like holy so yeah, that guy I, I remember somebody saying, I forget what I was talking to, and they said, Well, you know, you could replace pod news. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. You know, I mean, granted, you you know, we existed before James Cridlin. We could exist after, but I'm like, that guy is everywhere and brings a total global thing. There's a, a podcast I just found, and it's kind of interesting when we talk about, hey, should I start a podcast? You know, some people think it's oversaturated and this and that, or somebody else is doing it. So you have James who brings his 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 cridliness to to the the microphone and he's you know he's got his ever so slight every now and then he will just have a hint of snark I love that there's a new one called podcasting by the numbers and it's interesting because this guy so obviously comes from a radio background I mean the only thing that's missing is like typewriters in the background I mean it is old school radio like it it, i expect it to be like and and here is the news from the podcast agency all right it's just like holy cow and uh but i've also learned that numbers because it's all about numbers 58 percent of podcasters like sugar on their wheaties or whatever it's it's kind of interesting and then see now dr said i love the number show it's very short stats i just love it because and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, right? We all come from, this guy so comes from radio because it just sounds like, you know, um, it just sounds like old radio. Like, not so much like 1940s, like, oh, humding, I have a time, not that kind of thing, but just very,
1: you know. I wish we did more of that <laughs> style of, that is kind of yelling into the, into. The, I I don't know how long I could take a 40s, a 40s radio broadcast. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Ask the Podcast, Coach, today, yeah. Uh, we'd have to come up with all
0: those. We're gonna try one more time here. It's a yeah, and we'll see if uh, his bandwidth is improved. John, is that his name? This is what's John, yeah, John, John. Yeah, and it looks oh, he's hello, hello, connected. Hello.
3: There I is. Oh, now you can hear me. There
0: we go. And yeah, uh, what's this, your question? How can we help?
3: This app gets janky sometimes. It does. I, I talked to you, uh, Dave. I talked to you a couple weeks ago. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, I do. What's your question?
3: John, busy. Oh. Well, first, I wanted—I don't have a question. I—I I have a couple questions actually. I have just two, but I wanted to say thanks for the advice because you gave—you told me to get the Zoom Podcast P4. I got that. Nice. And it, it's very good. Um, I've been using it. I'm—I'm uh, I'm driving right now. I'm obviously not on that right now, or because I have a big diaphragm microphone, it would sound a lot better. That's all right. But I'm just—I'm driving. I'm on my—I'm on my uh, Bluetooth headset. So I probably sound, you know, titty. But yeah. thanks for the advice. That was great. That's a really good piece of equipment. It's very portable, and I've been able to carry it around with me. Nice. And I use the blue the Bluetooth feature, you know, so I can have people on my phone, and I can stream live and all that. So very, so very good. Thank, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yes, appreciate that. Um, the question I had is the you're it says on the your thing in the podcast Hall of Fame.
0: I'm in the Podcast Hall of Fame. Yes, that is true.
3: Yeah. how did, Can can you uh, speak on that a little bit? Uh, how you got there and all
0: that? I started in 2005. I am dedicated to helping people plan, launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. I did it long enough to apparently people listen to me. And a group of my peers, when asked who should we induct into the Hall of Fame this year, said, oh, we got to get Dave Jackson in and uh, i mean that's that's how it happened i didn't have to apply i didn't ask it was just one day gary leland called me up and said we're inducting you into the podcasters hall of fame and i was like it's one of the few times i've been speechless i was like are you sure you got the right guy cool
1: (laughs) is that even working is that is that process still in place it's still
0: in place uh we inducted evo and um uh Emily Morse and a bunch of other people last year. It's for whatever reasons, it's it. The ceremony is at podcast movement evolutions. I wish they would bring it to podcast movement instead, but yeah, it's, it's uh, still around and uh, um, still happening, but that's, that's what it is. I think if you go to podcasters, I think with an S hall of fame, that'll take you to a page that explains more about it. And it, it nice. also, gotcha. it, it also and, explains the criteria. I think you have to be, podcasting longer than 10 years. And I forget what the criteria is, but there's, there's some sort of criteria.
3: Well, oh, just two more questions. Um, you're okay. So you're like a podcast expert. You obviously helped me as soon as I saw, as soon as I talked to you, um, do you have like a course or do you, or do you just like, if I want to learn more about how to improve mine or spread the word or whatever, do you have a course or do you, or do you just, would you just suggest listening to your it,
0: episodes. It's funny. You should ask. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I run a website called schoolofpodcasting.com. Uh, I've been doing that okay. since uh, 2005. If you, uh, want consulting, I can do that as well. Um, I have, uh, resources, uh, like the podcast review show that I do with a, a guy from radio where we actually review your show and your website. It's Cause some people just like, Hey, I need some feedback. I've got that. I've got the podcast rodeo show, which is just me basically doing that same thing. So uh, but for me, the the best money, if you use the coupon code ask, go to school sign up with the coupon code ask. And that comes with basically unlimited uh, time shifted consulting. So you and I use an app and you ask me a question and I give you an answer. And it's basically ask the podcast coach 24 seven. Plus there's group coaching, plus there's step by step tutorials. It's all there at schoolofpodcasting.com. So
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm 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 writing it down as I'm as I'm talking to you. Okay. Okay, pl- so school Yeah, please like, don't wreck. Oh, you're driving, John. Yeah. <laughs> you no, driving. No, no, drive. <laughs> no, I won't. I okay, won't good. <laughs> But I, I can't I can't exactly voice voice text while I'm, talk- while I'm right. talking to you, so <laughs> I had to do that. Um, okay, and my last question. Um, in your opinion, because you're like a, you know a podcasting guru, what do you think uh, makes Joe Rogan such a popular person? Now he's he was already famous. That's the one thing, sure. But anybody, you know, famous can do something and then they'll get a big audience. But if they if they're not worth listening to, then you know that it's it's pretty much known uh, relatively quickly that they're not. That the platform isn't for them. Right. I.e., the Obamas had a had a podcast that I think it tanked. So right. does, you know, what do you think makes him so popular?
0: Well, number one, and, and you kinda glossed over it. Joe Rogan was popular. Yes, he was. Joe Rogan started his career in nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Right. So he it took him like nine years before he had his first album. He was on two uh, you know, network shows. There was Fear Factor and other things like that. So let's not gloss over the fact that he had millions of people who knew who he was. And at the time doing a really long interview show was uh, people were doing interview shows. Nobody was doing three hour interview shows. And for the record, I think Joe should edit. Uh, My favorite Joe Rogan is when Joe has his assistant pull up YouTube and you watch, you listen to Joe go, Oh, look at that. Oh, Oh, did you, Oh, did you see that? Oh, I'm like, that's great audio, Joe. Um, and he's not afraid to be Joe Rogan. I mean, he's, you know, he's had people with pitchforks and, and uh Torches, you know, demanding that he gets fired because he said something. And he just says it. And if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. And I don't know, Jim, why do you think uh, Joe Rogan is popular?
1: Well, like you mentioned, he was popular before. So he carried that in. I mean, you know, he carried that audience in. And then uh, it, uh, for whatever reason, like it's I think the kids like it. Like, all my kids like it because it's just raw radio. Like it's just. He doesn't. He doesn't pull punches. He doesn't hold back. It, you know, and and they they kind of like the truth in that. They like the long form, even though we say it should be shorter. It's they like the long form of it, and he's just striking a chord with people. Listen, you could have ten or a hundred yeah. other people try to start a podcast and do exactly what he's doing and not be successful because they're not him. Like he's being him, which well, I think is what's important. He's uh, being authentic. And you made a
0: good point. I think some of it is like if Jim and I just <laughs> talked here and just was like, Hey, what's up in your family? And what'd you do? Oh, I remember this time in high school. That would be kind of boring because, well, we're not celebrity and we don't care. Nobody cares what I did in high school. Nobody right. cares yeah, about my backstory because I'm not super famous. He's talking to super famous people. And the other thing, and I don't know this. It's just a thought. I think Joe picks his own guess because he has people that I've never heard of come on the show. He he has the old MMA thing, too. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, like, when he talks to them, it's either comedians or big celebrities or people that are, like, he had Ted Nugent on, and Ted Nugent's another lightning rod. You either love that guy or you hate him. But it was interesting because you found out that Ted Nugent's uh, son is a vegan. And I was like, that's got to right. be fun at Thanksgiving. So, um, but... I, I hate when I hear people go, well, I want to be just like Ro- Joe Rogan. I'm like, here's the thing. That's not going to work because being Joe Rogan comes very natural to Joe Rogan because, well, he's Joe right. Rogan, you know, be you, find out who your audience is, what do they want and give it to them, do it on a regular basis and always bring value and then promote, 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 promote. promote.
3: That's my next question. <laughs> All right. Uh Best methods of promotion you recommend, and I'm try it, I to add, it was a double question. Well, the best methods of promotion, and um, what do you find to be the best like formats for? I mean, I, I know that's a difficult one, probably, but the best formats for, um, you know, I guess gaining bigger followings and so on.
0: Okay, so <laughs> in terms of format, well, first, how do I how do I grow my show? Number one, who is your audience? What do they want? And give it to them. There's no sense promoting a show that doesn't connect with your audience. So go get somebody to listen to your show and fix the things that need fixed and do more to the things that are working. Then, since you know who your audience is, go to where they are and make friends with them. Do not skip step three, make friends with them and then tell them about your show. Because if you skip step three, you figure out who your audience is, you go to where they are and they tell them about your show. That's called spam. So you have to make friends with people uh, and and do that. And in terms of format, when you can see the eye color of your audience, that's the best. Hands down, meeting people in person. So uh, in uh, last month, I spent a couple weekends going to downtown Akron because I do a show about downtown Akron and just handed out business cards and just talk to people. And that really, really, really uh took me way out of my comfort zone. That was not something I enjoyed doing. Once I started doing it, it was okay. Uh but in terms of format, I guess, you know, appear on other shows, don't look at um being a guest on other shows as I'm just going to go talk to people. It's a matter of who do I want to partner with in some cases because that's really one of the benefits. Jim, what do you when it comes to, you know, growing uh, you know, the um your, your business shows, what are you guys doing? I mean, obviously well, there's
1: social and. Yeah, we, and we, we do a lot through our own marketing, right? I, I think the key on this is, you know, I went through some things in chat to talk about this. What we, we come at this always from a tool perspective first, instead of doing the market research to say, where is, and you, you mentioned this Dave, where's my audience? And what's the most effective way to reach my audience? Then you plug in the tools for the advertising. So, you know, we get pitched uh Hey, come and do ad insertion into your podcast. And you, you do you do that. This goes, call back to the very first discussion we had. Then so you do that. But w- was ad insertion the right way to reach your audience, right? Well, maybe, maybe you need to build a newsletter and, and work it that way. Or maybe you need to do all those things. But do the market like you would for any small business or any business. <laughs> do the market research. Yeah. Figure out okay where is my audience? Where are they? What are they doing? How, what's the most effective way to reach them? And then, um, and then do those things that reach them most effectively. We, we find uh, we have about five channels that that we work all the time. And sometimes you know they don't they don't all work. Uh, you have to stay. Kyle says this in chat. You have to stay consistent with these with advertising. Advertising is never one and done. It's never you yeah. never just do it one time and then you're done. You have to repeat it over and over and over and over again. And it's why call to actions inside your podcast. You need to have similar same ones all the time. It takes a long time for people to act on those. They need to hear them over and over and over. You're sick of them. They're not. So, you know, just just remember consistency is important.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Dan brought up a point about Joe Rogan. He says, I think a big part of that is starting in the 1980s uh, through comedy. He learned how to entertain. And I think that cannot be. He, he's entertaining, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, and he says so. They knew who who he was, and he knew how to entertain an audience. And again, if we go back to the laugh, cry, think, grown, educate, or entertain, he's making us laugh. In some cases, um, he definitely brings up stories that you go, "Wait, the one he's like, oh, don't you remember back in." like 1948 and the government was sticking mules with the thing and the, and you're like the what, the who, what? And then they bring up the source and you're like, Holy cow, that's true. So there is, I don't listen. I, I've only listened about probably four episodes of Joe Rogan. Um, one was Ted Nugent. One was um, Bernie Sanders. The Bernie Sanders interview was amazing because here again was a politician. And he said that he, uh, Bernie Sanders goes, look, the presidential debates are worthless. So that's amazing to hear from a guy that's running for president. And he's like, because all you're trying to do is who's going to have the best soundbite. Who's cause they're, he goes, they're not going to play the whole thing. They're just going to play sound bites. And he goes, so you got to come up with your best soundbite. And it was just amazing. And I actually was like, had he not dropped out, I might've voted for Bernie Sanders. Cause there was some stuff he was saying that I was like, that's an like, okay. You know, he, he definitely thought outside the box and there are some things I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm down with that, Bernie. But I was like that conversation. Let me get to know him. And I, maybe that's another thing about, uh, you know, Joe, you know, I, I, I listen to podcast junkies because Harry Duran is interviewing people that I often know because they're in the podcast space. But like Harry Duran is where I learned that Ray Ortega used to be a cop. And I was like, what? And like, yeah, Ray Ortega used to be a cop. And so I knew he was a produce guy, but I did not know he had law enforcement in his background. So that's those things. And it's the other thing I guess I would add is it takes years unless you got a big budget to grow an audience. You know, if you're trying to do this organically and nobody wants to hear that. And it just, it seems that way that, you know, uh, I, I give you an example. I have a friend of mine and we were talking about, church. And we we're talking about how we're trying to grow ours and this and that. And I go, well, I go, let me ask you an honest question. I'm, you know, I'm a podcaster, but I'm not recording this. I go, would you tell a friend to come to your church? And he's like, oh no, it's awful. And I go, well, there's, there's part of the problem right there. And so uh one of the questions I have a uh, member of the school of podcasting right now, and I'm going to go back and listen to a few of his episodes, but he said, I really want to focus on growing this when I get back. And one of my questions is we should poll your audience. And one of those questions should be on a scale from one to 10. How likely are you to share this with a friend? Because that's where 70% of podcast growth comes from is from, and that's from Jacobs Media, by the way, is is people telling other people about your show. And that question came from um, Jack over at uh, the Darknet Diaries. And that was a guy that spent, a long time before he launched his show, making sure that his show was right before he delivered it to the public. And when he was on my show and I, he's getting 300,000 downloads an episode, I was like, how are you doing that? And he's like, I just asked my audience to share. But he he knows that works because he did the work to make sure the show was good. And, you know, his show stands out. It's it's NPR styled storytelling about hackers. Gabrielle asks, uh, "Can you? What type of mic holders are you using? Mm-hmm. I am right now using an OC White called Podcast Pro. Um, I want to say it's ninety nine bucks. I've used the ones from Rode; those are fine and dandy. I've used ones that are a little less expensive from Samsung. I got one sitting over here uh, that's working good. Um, so I, the only ones I I typically." I don't know, Jim. What are you using?
1: It's an on-stage. I was just looking yeah. at to see what the what the. I've had it for so long.
0: Oh, you mean the it's, the? You're talking about the clip. I guess that's yeah. the question, Gabrielle. Are you talking about the clip or the the boom arm?
1: Yeah, I, I just use that Road One. That real common, ninety nine bucks. Yeah. for the arm. This is an on-stage. Um, the 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 yeah. holder is an on-stage studio holder.
0: Because what Jim has, I can recognize it by the the little grooves in it. Is the actual clip is a shock mount it's rubber right yes yeah so that's a shock mount which means in theory if if jim were to knock on his desk that should ice yeah he's actually tapping on the arm and i don't hear it so that's uh that so yeah the boom arm the road ps2 is a really popular one um blue has one that's pretty cool that's again most of them are around 99 bucks um the samson has a few that are maybe not as long. And so they're a little cheaper and, um, those are fine. The, the, um, this one from OC white has a built-in cable, which I kind of like until it was about, mm, I don't know, a foot too short. So I had to rearrange my desk. So I kind of, that's kind of cool that they have a built-in cable, but I kind of wouldn't have minded. I know the, um, the road and the Samsung have, I believe, um, just the ability to kind of hide the cable and things like that. So, uh, Yeah, so that's what we're using. I'll have uh, links later in the um, show description for that. And uh, only on this show do you have people. (laughs) Talk about James Cridlin, who's everywhere. Nobody beats Jason Bryant. Greetings from Serbia. So you need a show, Jason, because in your free time, of course, to explain, like, you should do a travel show. Because you've been, you know, usually where he's he's at ends in, like, extan of some sort. Uh, but that's uh, interesting. So, yeah, um, Kyle Bondus says
1: Ohio shock mount is good, too. There are all sorts of different things. So. I don't like the big, you know, I don't like the big shock mounts. I've seen the big round ones that have all the cables that yeah. can push this thing into the middle of and. And that's not my favorite. Like, I don't, I don't want a big, I like this one. And I, I threw the link to it to Amazon in the chat room if you want to, if you want to grab it. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's not my favorite look. No. I don't, I don't like that. When I saw these and they're like $13 and they do exactly what I needed to do. I was like, yeah, if I can get that look without having it, I bought them twice. I bought one for here and one for work and uh, at 13 bucks. And they, they don't, those elastic rubber bands wear out. You know, they do. Yeah, eventually they stretch out and then they stop. Then you got to buy new ones. And I had a big, the for the microphone that shall not be named the Blue Yeti. <laughs> I had I had a shock mount for that, and they've got oh, yeah. the elastic bands in it. and And eventually, after a couple of years, uh, one of them broke. I had to replace them.
0: Yeah, it's well. And the fun part of the the Blue Yeti is depending on how you have it, you you probably had to buy a shock mount designed for the Blue Yeti. Yes. Yeah, yes. which means it's more expensive. Yeah, and it was bo-
1: almost as much as the microphone. Yeah, you're like, wait, yeah. what? So that's it. It was heavy, like that thing. If someone broke into your house, you could definitely use that thing as a weapon. So it was big. I mean, it was, and you can't see it because this is on video. But I, it was, it had to be twelve inches. I don't know what that is in centimeters. Sorry, friends in Europe and <laughs> and, and the rest of the world, but twelve inches <laughs> and maybe a meter. And um, it was gigantically round to support that mic, and it's just a big, bulky. I ended up selling the whole thing to a gamer. There you go. They, they liked it. They weren't, you know, they they were they were just looking for the sound.
0: Yeah, that's it. That boy, that brought me back, man. I remember when the U.S. was going to switch to the metrics, and we were like, no, nope, we just changed our mind.
1: Well, I grew up in California in those days. This was the seventies, right? Yeah. Well, we were going to make this change, and all the distances were uh, in. Kilometers, miles, and kilometers. Thank you, Daniel, for saying it was 30 centimeters. Um, all the distances were in kilometers and miles. And I remember thinking, I'll never understand that. It wasn't until I started running mm. in a, a 10K, you know, 6.2, 5K, 3.2 miles. Like, you start putting the math together, and you're like, oh, this conversion. Well, then I lived in Europe for two and a half years, and you, you know, I drove there. And they don't, they, they are not kind to to the imperial <laughs> measuring system. It's only in kilometers. It's so yeah. get, after maybe about six months, I figured it out. So I'm saying, hey, Americans, US based Americans, you could we could make this change. It's not that hard. We could do it. There you go.
0: Well, somebody who uh works both in sun meters and um whatever the heck are what is ours called the decimal system? It's
1: no it's, no, I think w isn't that the isn't an Imperial? I thought Imperial that's we, is
0: that we, it okay from from Britain or it, whatever. It's our awesome supporters. And um you can be an awesome supporter over at Asthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Uh so we are talking. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna should we do the we're gonna do the train wreck again. Let me turn this off. Um and we're just gonna do it the old school. I'm gonna put my microphone in front of the uh, woman in the tube. Open awesome supporters
2: dot com slash support. Looks like
0: it's Joshua at com. There you go. Josh at com. Thank you for being an awesome supporter. Why that works on the device and not on my phone, I don't know. Um, somebody asked about PodPage earlier. Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you're at our website right now, you're soaking in it. I will say, uh, if you need more Jim Cullison, and who doesn't, Go check him out over at <laughs> go check out home gadget geeks at the average uh, If you're thinking of starting a podcast, thanks to John uh, the checks in the mail for allowing me to do a giant commercial today. I,
1: I didn't like have a setup. I felt like <laughs> a setup
0: you? Well, later we'll, I'm going to ask you a question about uh Clifton strengths just to, Oh yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> things out. Uh, but if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you heard me talk about it earlier. Uh, check me out at school Use the coupon code ask. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, again, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, which brings up something that I'm now doing. Uh, If you're live, you don't hear this. But if you're listening later, uh, because I'm using Libsyn Pro, I am now going to put in little itty-bitty, like, 15-second nudges, like, you can save 20% using the coupon code at askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask. Um, And what's cool about this, because remember, in the past, it was kind of a hassle, to remove certain parts of the show because I'd have to export it twice. I'd have to export it ad-free and I have to export it again and give this to the patrons. Now the patrons get the ad-free one. I upload the ad-free one and then insert the ads in post in Libsyn. So I was like, oh, that's less work. it's, yeah, it's more work, but it takes like four seconds to go here, here and here and I can market in my thing. And so, so that's a now another, but we're back to having a bonus of being an awesome supporter. You now get the show with less with less in commercial interruptions so that's going to be a new thing
1: unless they're planted in there yeah unless they're baked in because
0: john asked one yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i got this question it's interesting because some of these i got like before i went to podcast movement so i'm like i hope this is a good question i copied and pasted it and uh jim is giving me that, that look again that like hey i'm i'm really really thirsty um, doggone, I see you holding up your cup, so there we go. Can't can't have a uh a co-host in need of uh you know I was, some I was completely out.
1: I was like chewing on the grinds.
0: So. <laughs> um so this says this is from Megan. She says, Hello everyone, two slightly related questions. I bought the dot com and the dot org and the dot net domains for my podcast website. Uh so far, are there any others I should purchase? And my answer to that, my knee jerk reaction was like, I don't know that I, yeah, I don't know if I would even buy the dot .NET these days. I usually get, I go for the dot .com and I'm trying to think the last couple, I don't think I bought the extra little, ones. Little
1: caveat on that. I think unless, if you have a website that's difficult to spell and people are misspelling it all the time, you might want to buy the misspellings of it. So it's just one of those, you know, if they want to add an S or if it's I before E except after C or if it's whatever, if it's unusual, and you know the misspellings are going to get used, that could be a that that could be something you want to look at to 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 you know see what the the other thing, Dave. I would think about is if you're into Google Analytics and you your domain contains a keyword of some kind, and that is that's a hot word on Google. You might want to purchase some things that may happen. I can't give you any advice on that because I don't know what it is, but. You you might want to look into that of owning some of those domains that may show up. You got to do a lot. This is an area where you got to do a lot of work and a lot of research. Yeah. So that that's that's an area you might want to dig into or hire an SEO specialist to say what I should what should I do. Um, but generally, the domain extensions and we just had a guy on oh on Home Gadget Geeks a couple months ago talking about the kind of the 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 extra ones dot info you know a uh, uh, dot podcast. I, I don't think that that's one of those areas where people naturally go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna try dot podcast. It is an area where you might, if you say it in your podcast a lot, you know, I'm at I am at com. No, dot podcast. You say that consistently, then it sticks. I don't think it on its own gives you any advantage. Like having a dot net or having a dot org or having a dot com. That one small exception may be dot com. Because we've said it so, so often. often.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that and, and in your browser, if you just type ask the podcast coach and hit control enter, it will go to dot com. Mm. It's a keyboard shortcut. So, yeah. 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 So that's. Well,
1: and there's a good Daniel uh, also says numerical and spelled versions. Right. I mean, oh, I think man. About, you know, I think about my friends over at two guys and they 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 say the number two. They own the domain two guys. But you might want to also own T-W-O and T-O-O, <laughs> guys. You know, you might want to own all three versions of those on the dot-com. It really kind of comes down to a budget. Like, how, how much do you want to spend every year to renew these domains? Yeah. um, Kim Newlove over at the Pharmacist Voice.
0: I think she has PharmacistVoice.com and PharmacistsVoice.com. I know Ray owns podcaster studio as well as podcasters studio. Cause you don't know where that S starts. When you say podcaster studio, is that podcasters or podcast? It's so he bought both. And then you can point those domains at, you know, the other do the other right domain. Um, yeah. Gary Leland, when he had podcast pickle, he had it P I C K L E and E L and P I K. Like there's like 8 million different ways to misspell the word pickle. And he owned them all apparently. So, Yeah, you also have to keep in mind people can't type. Uh, So that was the first one. Uh, What's your strategy for welding social media as a publicity marketing tool? Where, what, and how often do you post? That's a great question. I'm awful at social media. I am finding out when I do start to follow people, they post a heck of a lot more than I do, which kind of makes sense because when you think about it, if you put out a tweet or whatever it does not live long on somebody's timeline. Like when I go to i tw- I've been playing more on Twitter probably in the past month and you can see something and then go to a website and come back and your whole Twitter stream is completely refreshed because it's been, you know, two minutes and everything that was right there, you know, it's scrolled down because somebody is, you know, tweet, 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 depending on how many people you follow and things of that nature.
1: Um I, I might, you got to have consistency in those in those spaces, and each platform defines consistency a little bit different as far as what that means. And I don't think, listen, shouting into the into the internet is is you, you may gain a few people that way. You actually have to engage with people out there. Like they, they leave messages, you should respond back. <laughs> they say things, you should reply. Uh, be nice on there. Like don't you know? Don't start arguments. Don't pick fights. Don't don't do those things. Right. Get out there, be a nice person. Respond to people. That's the best way, you know. I I still um, I, we still use Twitter quite a bit. And if you ask today, if you ask a guru, they'll be like, "Twitter's dead." Well, yeah, it is I, in 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 big form. I don't think I don't think I'd go to it and create an audience there now. But I have a whole bunch of followers over there that I talk to all the time on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and it, because we use it as a platform to chat and engage, so just make sure you're engaging on it.
0: My favorite line about Twitter, and I wish I could remember who said it because I thought it was hilarious. They're like, Twitter, where fun goes to die.
1: <laughs> it's an, Listen, if you're not curating and you're not being careful and you're not those things, Twitter is, it's like, it's like YouTube. Just It is, you yeah, the comments. is. Yeah. You have to moderate, right? You have to use some common sense. You have to, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, should I, I've been trying to build my presence on Twitter and I was like. Like if you're not already there, yeah. man, it's an uphill battle. Now, if you go out there and you start attracting some people and you start having some conversation, why would you walk away? Yeah, You know, keep keep doing it, but you got to, you got to measure your engagement. Yeah.
0: Coach Dave says about the domain. I, I think if you're at a stage where you're just now buying your first website, it doesn't matter which domain right now, invest in a, in a invest in yeah. show reps and build. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think th- we're in the past like com. if you didn't have a com, like people would kind of give you the the head tilt kind of like oh.net oh I'm oh, sorry to hear that uh, you know it's like yeah. it's it's not quite that bad anymore I, I think we've all realized that there's so many websites um he says I own 40 plus domains he is an amateur you're you're not you're not you going, Dave uh, it's over 100 it's crazy oh I, and I and I and I yeah I do thin the herd on occasion I'll go in and I'm like because usually it's an idea I had. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And then you go back and, you know, I still, I think I still own CasterMind. That was
1: one. Every time you say .com, by the way, I think of .com. <laughs> the, the, the Yahoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking, okay, hold on. Think about the branding on that for a second. Who's thought about you, uh, Yahoo? Right. Like, it, some of you are like, what's Yahoo, right? Who's thought about that? But in my brain, when you say .com, I think of .com. Yeah. You know, a little little banjo playing in the background. That's the power of branding, my friends. Uh,
0: You want to hear something funny? I still use Yahoo as a landing page, but almost because it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is they'll be like, man narrowly escapes being eaten by shark. Um, See video. And you'll go to it. And of course, there's 8 million ads all over the page.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And. Horrible. And they'll be like, you know, this person was in insert ocean here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then <laughs> there's no video. And the the headline was like, it's all clickbaity. And then you'll see people that actually have a Yahoo account to be like, Yep, leave it to Yahoo to say, watch the video and then not provide the video. It's just horrible. It really is. And I'm like, I know they kept trying. I know for a while they hired Katie Kirk to do some sort of original thing. And I was like, mm. so um, here's a fun strategy. Coach Dave says I bought a misspelling of a competitor's domain once and <laughs> redirected it to my site and it actually generated traffic. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 that'll work if it's if it's popular, right? You just can't like you can't if that's if not getting searched for. It won't work. The thing I've yet to be able to do
0: is sell a domain like, you know, you, you can give GoDaddy like $20 a year to be part of this auction. And they'll be like, you're, you know, battlingbands.com is worth, you know, $150. And I'm like, great, let's list it for 50 Nothing, just nothing. I'm like, okay. And I, it's, it's,
1: yeah. So, do you own battlingbands.com? I
0: do own battlingbands. That was a podcast nice. at one point. And uh, this is, here's the funny story of that. And this is why I tip my hat to anybody who does any kind of competition. But it was, if I remember right, it was either 2 or $5 to enter. CD Baby had, this is back when people were buying CDs and stuff, and they had an affiliate program. So I would have people say, hey, here's, here's my song in the metal, and here's another band that has a metal song. I'd put the two metal bands up against each other. So I've made a whopping 4 bucks. And then if somebody bought the, what would happen is the band, like the people that came to vote for Band A, probably liked Band B because it's the same genre. So they would then buy Band B. They'd vote for Band A, but they would buy Band B, and I would earn commission off that. And the big giant prize was if you win, you get to battle again for free. So, you know, you don't have to pay your whatever, $4 entry fee. You just get to battle again. And I went through every voting script that blocked IPs and blah, blah. I'm here to tell you everyone got hacked. Everybody was – there were people that were – clearing their cash and all sorts just to, like for $2. Like you're really, this is the steps you're going to do to avoid paying $2. It was so dumb, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, and then it was, it was fun. I mean, it was interesting, but, and I got to meet cause what I did then of course was I'd get to start these relationships with musicians who I then pointed at the marketing musician podcast in my book. So it was a way to kind of like create a podcast where my audience was and then make friends with them and then tell them, Oh, by the way, for marketing, you know, stuff for music, check out the marketing musician podcast. So it was fun, but it was a lot of work. And I just remember I could download the like voting, whatever data. And you see where like this one person had voted like 38 times from the same IP address. So it became a big headache. And I just was like, yeah, that's enough of that. and then. I really wish there was a thing. It was called the music or the Podsafe music network. And it was later changed to music alley. And I really wish we could bring that back. It was really cool where podcasters could upload music or I'm sorry, musicians could upload music and basically say, Hey, you're free to play this on your podcast. And then all you had to do was uh, mention something on your podcast to point back to the music alley website or whatever. It was really cool. And then, uh, you know, that company, was run by what eventually turned into Mevio and they burned through $36 million and went out of business because free podcasting host doesn't work. Yeah. Shocking that way. But, uh, at any rate, Jim, what is, uh, what's coming up on, uh, home gadget geeks.
1: Yeah, so we um, we had Agent Crew from winespies.com. You get the Agent Wine Spies, right? Kind of kind of motif going on there. Talk a little bit about what's going on at Wine Spies and some technology, some gadgets around wine. So if you're kind of a wine connoisseur, you like wine or just don't know anything about drinking wine check it out i'll be posting it a little bit later today home gadget nice
0: is there like gadgets to like get the cork out of the bottle kind of stuff or
1: yeah you'd be surprised at the different styles of things there are just to get the cork out and then of course there's aerators and all kinds of things and we talk about um, different services they have so yeah it's pretty cool it was a great it was a fun conversation i really enjoyed it i'm not i'm more bourbon than i am wine but i enjoyed the conversation
0: nice on the school of podcasting I've been uh, taking notes recently, and this is not, again, about the PM22 thing, just for the record, but I'm gonna be sharing about some mistakes that I've made and looking back, how I made them, where I made them, whatever, I'll give you a preview. One is I have an episode right now, as, as I speak, that says, because of my podcast, I went to Brazil. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. There's only one problem. Uh, my guest didn't go to Brazil. I thought she said Brazil, but she didn't. And so that's yeah. It was like really. I could have sworn like nope. I went to this. I'm like okay. She's like and I've been to these other countries. And I was like you didn't go to Brazil. Nope, never been to Brazil. And I was like okay. Well, I have to I have to fix that. So there there are a few things that I've done. Uh, one thing I do want to test here before we get out the door, Jim. I'm going to hit my mute button. I need to know if I muted went.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Because
0: I was in something else and and they said no. I can still hear you. And I was like hmm. That's interesting. But. Uh, so that'll be out on Monday on uh, the School of Podcasting. And uh, thanks to everyone in the chat room and on the y, on the Wisdom app. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.